Okay, it's Parshas Bahar. 57 Sukkim, not that many. And I think if I had to give a title to the year, I would call it Never Mind. Never Mind. Just put an E before the D. Mind. M-I-N-E-D. Because if you go through the parasha, it's all about money, property, and your rights. And you get this little feeling when you go through the parasha that anything that you thought you owned, you really have to say, it's never really yours. So never mind. But we'll go through, we'll first do an overview of the different topics that the parasha covers, and then we'll go through a whole bunch of uh, little chatten, maybe a little, little inspiration, and things to think about. So the parasha begins, first of all, with Shemitah, of course, and it says Shemitah Eitzel Sinai, and then it goes into Yoival, then it speaks about Ona'a, overcharging and cheating in business and sales, then it speaks about how selling land in Eretz all works, which is pretty much like a lease by how much produce, how many seasons you have until Yoival, and it goes back to its original owner, and that's how you have to arrange the prices. And then it speaks about Oinoas Devarim, Speaking about hurting people through words, we'll spend a little time talking about that in the Shir. After I know Asvarim, it goes back to Shemitah, and it speaks about the fact how on earth are people going to survive, because Baruch Hu says he's going to provide for them the famous brach of 300% in year six. Then it speaks about Geulas Achuza, the, when you do sell a piece of land, an inherited piece of land in Eretz Yisrael, the redemption process to redeem it back. Um, from the person that you sold it to, that within the first two years, um, you can't buy it back, but after two years, you could until Yoival, and if you didn't redeem it, then at Yoival, it comes back to you. Then it speaks about Bate Arechaima, selling homes in walled cities, and the luck is that uh, you could only redeem it back within the first year, before the guy settles in, but once he settles in, by Bate Arechaima, that's it, it's gone forever, it does not even come back by Yoival. Then the, the Parsha goes into Batei Chatserim, selling houses in open cities and the, the houses of Levium, which the cities of Levium and Batei Chatserim have similar halakas that you could redeem it immediately and um, if you don't, and you could also redeem it forever and it also goes back by Yavel. So Batei Chatserim and cities of Levium have similar halakas. Then it goes into lending people and ribis speaks about the halakas of a Jew that sold to other Jews or a Jew that sold to Goyim as an Eved. And finally, the end of the parasha is the Isser of Hishtach on stone floors outside of the base of Mikdash. So that's an overview of the parasha. That's pretty much about 13 topics covered in the parasha in a very short 57 psukim. So let's go through the parasha itself. If you could open it up to the beginning of the parasha, we'll skip along to a few different things that I feel we're uh, just uh, something to share some insights with. So right away in the beginning of the parish, good time, Gilly. Right away in the beginning of the parish, the parish is Bahar. It says, Bahar, Sinai Lema, a famous, famous writer. Moshe Feinstein says that every Rebbe must teach his Talmidim, and that is Rashi says, Ma in Sinai. What's the connection between Shemitah specifically and our Sinai? Rashi says, just like Shemitah, all of its details were said by Sinai, so too all of the mitzvahs, all of their details were spoken by Sinai. And Ramayusha explains this to mean. And just like Shemitah is inarguably from HaKadosh Baruch Hu by Sinai, no idiot in the world can ever claim that a human being would have written the mitzvah of Shemitah in the parasha who, in the right mind or wrong mind, 
would write a religion that speaks in the mitzvah of Shemitah. And not only that, but to promise that in year six there's going to be 300% produce is a ridiculous promise to make. You could only expect your religion to last for six years, and that's it. That's if they believe you to the sixth year. So just like Shemitah is like Hashem's signature in the Torah, that obviously God made it and it was given by Hasinai, so to all of the mitzvahs. However, Pachim Shadon Rashi, just by the way, is Shemitah is, has no repetition whatsoever by Arvis Moyav. In Sefer Devarim, when Moshe Rabbeinu repeats and goes over and reviews and speaks out some details of mitzvahs that he did not speak about before, those details are not repeated by Shemitah. And that's what Rashi means, that Ma Shemitah was all, all of its diktukim, all of the details were besinai, and it was not repeated or given any more details later on. So to all of the mitzvahs, everything was really done by Sinai, and it's just that Moshe reviewed them later on. That's the Pashup Shan Rashi. Anyway, let's go further. So that's Shemitah by Har Sinai. We then go into the Shemitah and Yoivel. Now if you notice, by Shemitah, the Pasuk says, V'shav sa'aretz Shabbos Lashem. The land should rest as a Shabbos, a resting for Hashem. Rashi says, you're not supposed to do this um, for healthy agriculture, to let the land <coughs> regain its nutrients. That's not, it has to be Lashem. But what's interesting to note is that when it comes to Yoival, it does not mention a word about Shabbos. We all think Shemitah and Yoival are pretty much the same thing. But Yoival is not about Shabbos. The Mepharshim say, Yoival, we don't work in the field, we don't cut, we don't... All the same Allah as Shemitah, but it doesn't say anything about Shabbos Lashem. And the Ramban and others point out, the reason why Yoival, you know why you're resting by Yoival? Not because of a rest, you're resting by Yoival because you're busy returning everything to its source. So you just, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna plow it? Who's going to harvest it? We're just busy get, getting everything back to their, to their sources. Everyone's going back to their inheritance. Slaves are going back to their families. Uh, lands are going back to... Everything is going back to the source by Yerville. It's almost like a refresh button on the world. But it's not about Shabbos. Okay. Where does the name Yerville come from? Two shots in what the name Yoival comes from. One shot is the name Yoival, Rashi says, comes from the Yoival, the ram's horn of Asinai. The Hebrew just says, Bim when the ram's horn sound will, will, will be drawn out, it will be signaling that everyone could come back on the mountain. So Yoival Reb is, is it's unbelievable. This is the name that we give to the year. It's a year of the ram's horn. Because on Yom Kippur, we blow the horn, you blow in Matzi Yom Kippur, which is a remez, it's a zecher to the Yoival of, of Shnasa Yoival. But, strange name for, for the year of Yoival. Another pshat in the word Yoival, which the Ramban quotes a whole bunch of different sources, we find the word Yoival, we say it every Monday and Thursday. Klaiso is considered like sheep. Latevach. Yuval, that are being led to slaughter. Yuval is an expression of things that are flowing. And they just go without any opposition. And that's the, the simon of Yuval, spoken about in a few different other places. It came up in Yavis, said somebody that has more chachma than maizah, more maizah than chachma, is like a tree. You have a lot of roots. Al Yuval, Yishalach Shirajav, it sends its roots 
onto the, the Yoival, which is a flowing stream. So it seems like Yoival is an expression of things that flow naturally without any, without any opposition. And it seems like that's what Yoival is supposed to be, where things just go back to their natural position. Everything goes back to its natural state. Kleiswell has families with legacies and inheritance going back for hundreds of years, thousands of years. The land flows back to the natural state of ownership. Avadim go back to their families. Everything goes back. It's like a reset, like I said, of the world. That's where the word Yoival comes from. An amazing thing, if you take a look at Per Chafei Pasuk Yud Gimel, Per Chafei Pasuk Yud Gimel, which is the end pretty much of the story of Yoival. Bishnaz Hayoivel Hazais Tashuvu Ish Elachuzasa. In the year of this Yoivel, everyone will go back to their Achuza. What's the Pasik signaling in the year of this Yoivel? Oh, open a Kumish. In the year of this Yoivel, special for Mendi, comes a Zoya. And this was a very sad one. Everyone was banking on a certain year for Mashiach to come. Because the Zayar says, Bishnaz HaYoyvel HaZois In this year, HaZois Tashuvu Ishalach HaZoy Klai Yisrael is going to go back to their inheritance. We're going to have the Geula. HaZoy Shteten Zayar Rebshim Baichai The Yorzai was today Rebshim Baichai says the Zayar In this Yoyvel Klai Yisrael is going back. Which Yoyvel? HaZois Says the Zayar HaZois is Hey 5,000 Big capital, hey? Zeiss. Tough Ches. 408. The year of Tach Betat. And from here we see the danger of potential that's not fulfilled. When Klai saw all the Mepharshim say that when we have such a time that it could have, should have, would have come and didn't, the worst things happen. We spoke about this in Piki Office last week, that when there's potential for Taira, and a person wastes it, that's where the Kachas HaTumah are drawn to. When there's Kedusha, and it create a vacuum of Kedusha, that's where Tumah comes. Whenever there's potential that's unfulfilled, that's where the worst things happen. That's why Chodesh Av, Chodesh Av, it's called a Mayed, it's a time to greet our father. It could have, should have, would have been a great time. Tati's coming home. But when Tati comes home and the Kindalach are making trouble, the smacks start flying. So that's the Shnaz HaYoyvel Hazois, the year of Tach. Okay, let's go weiter. After Shemitah and Yoyvel comes the sugya of, of selling things, buying things, Oinoa, um, on, on, on Metaltalim. And finally, it ends with a pasuk yud zayin, ish a person may not abuse, take advantage of another. Rashi says, this oina is not talking about overcharging or underpaying in business, cheating in business. This is oinas devarim. Because we already spoke about an earlier pasuk, leisoinu, in terms of business. So this is oinas devarim. Um, to, uh, in, in Azov, the Gemara says, oinas devarim is an iser chamer ad moed. It says, gehedim kala, and these people are not kala. Everybody goes down to get ahead of him and comes right back up because Avram pulls him out. And this guy who does a Nazdwarim, what is a Nazdwarim? Anytime you cause pain to somebody with your words. The Gemara's example is you call somebody a nickname and he doesn't like it. 
fact, isn't that Malbut from Echavirim and Rabbim, the Every morning, even if he's not affected by it anymore, you're not shaming him. He's, he doesn't blush. He's already used to the nickname. And you still call him that nickname? That still remains Oinoas Devarim, which on that it says, Gehenim Kala, and he's still sitting there in Gehenim. Tyson says, of course, Truva helps, but we cannot underestimate, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones. Words will certainly harm me. I'll tell you a, a, a little bit about this in the Chidushi Arim. There was once a Gera Chassid. There was once a Gera Chassid. His name was Rabzalik. And he earned himself a nickname. He had a red beard because there were a few Rabzaliks. So how do you identify which Rabzalik? Redhead. The people used to call him the Reiter. The Redhead. The Kedush once overheard somebody calling the Reiter. So I know asked for him. I think he likes to be called that. I know asked for him. To which the Chassid said, But yet there ain't a roof to Mazoy. Everyone, that's name. Everyone calls him that. The Chidushim said, There's enough room in Gehenna for all of them. The fact that everyone does it. We just spoke about that yesterday, right? Mendy. Well, Mendy. Mendy? Principal last year. I don't know about him. Remember he said that? Yes, he was just said we, we spoke about, uh, we were learning together in the anonym of Shemir Sabris. Everybody, every, the fact that everybody does it, <laughs> there's enough room in the end of everyone. Chdusharim wasn't convinced. Oh, everyone does it, but it's okay. There's a Mordech Maisa, we'll share with you from Kiva Eger and Mordech Benet, one of the greatest Paiskim of his, of his generation. Mordech Benet was the Rav of Nicholsburg. And uh, he invited Rav Kivega to give a drasha. Kivega gives a drasha. It's famous Maisa. Kivega gives a drasha. In the middle of the drasha, Martha, the rough of the town, you know, had a cash on him. And he asked Rav Kivega the cash. Rav Kivega stumped, closed his forum, stepped down for the podium. And the rough felt terrible. <laughs> he stumped Rav Kivega in public and he felt horrible. The next day he went to Rav Kivega where he was staying by his host. And he apologized, he invited Rav Kiva Eger to be him, to give him madrash and the whole tzibur, and he asked him a kasha, and he stumped him. Rav Kiva Eger then went on to give like a list of ten answers to Rav Mordechabinat's kasha. So he said, so why didn't you say it? He said, the Rav of the city should ask me a kasha, and I should give him back ten answers. Let the people of the city think that their Rav stumped Rav Kiva Eger. The next day, Remort Chabanet called together the entire Tzibur for a drasha from the Rav, to which the Rav got up, st- started with Rebekah Vegas' drasha, and he said his kasha, and he said Rebekah Vegas stand to what's on it. You have to be so careful not to bother people with words. I know as well, but it goes, it, it's, it's so taka rampant, and I, I said this many times, I believe that America, it's the... The, the Kilkel, the, the Klippa of America is our First Amendment, the freedom of speech. And whether it's Lashon Hara or Inaz Dvarim, yes, it's rampant and it's affecting us, Rechman Islam, as well. Um, hopefully later on, right before we finish, I'll speak about why this is in this parsha. The entire parsha, I was marked in, in the beginning, is all Inyane Mamin. It's all Maminis. Business, Yoival, Avadim, it's all money. And out of the blue, to the extent that Rashi thought Laisainu is also money, but he says, eh, we already covered it. It must be an Azwar. So the Etzim is like, it doesn't belong here. Hopefully we'll get back to that, but I want to cover a few more points.
Okay, that's the last one. Then we go back to Shemitah. And the Pasuk says, if you're going to keep my chukim, which is Shemitah and Yoivo, if you're going to keep my mishpatim, which is Pasuk Yudches, if you're going to keep my mishpatim, which is the halakas of letting the avodim go back home by, by Yoivo, and, and the redemption of the lands, and you keep these things, v'yishavtem al-aretz b'vatach, You'll sit in the land secure, meaning to say you won't have starvations, you won't have to leave the land to import, bring in fruit of other places. Things will work out. Right after right, Pasuk test, the land will give forth its fruit, you'll eat and be satisfied, and you'll be secure on it, you'll, you won't have to go elsewhere, keeping Shemitah, you won't have to go anywhere. Says Rashi, you'll eat a little, and it'll be enough for you. Something's being wealthy is not worth it. We all like the comforts. But if you could get those comforts without the effort, that's the best. Who needs to spend time harvesting, plowing, storing, cooking, baking, eating a whole meal that takes an hour? If you could pop a pill and, and go back to learning, that's the best. <laughs> then the Pasuk says, <laughs> And if you're going to ask, what are we going to eat during the seventh and eighth year till the harvest grows, till the, till the produce grows? Pasuk I'll command my bracha, 300% produce in the sixth year. The miracle of miracles this is one of the most amazing things. Hundreds of years, this worked. It's the greatest testimony to the Torah's truth. Hundreds of years when Kaisal settled in Eretz Yisrael, took 14 years to settle in Eretz Yisrael, they settled in Eretz started counting Shemitahs. Until Yeruvim ben Avat, after Shleim HaMelech, he took about hundreds of years. Everyone kept all the mitzvahs. And the beginning of the decline of Kaisal only happened after Shleim HaMelech, when Kaisal split the Ten Shvatim and the Yehudim and Yamin. And that's when Avodah Zara started to happen. Until then, Hundreds of years, and even after that, for many years, most of Kaisal still kept Shemitah. If they didn't get the 300%, they would have dropped it. It's just not happening. <laughs> we're starving, and we're not having what the Pasuk promises. It's the end. It's always an out. What? It's What's the out? We're without with Haftat. What do you mean? First of all, Tachvatat, he was saying that it's an opportune time, and it's not often a Pasuk in the term. That's a no, Zoya. Here you have a Pasuk straight up. That you, kept it. you can always blame it on I know, but that's what they say, if I care. So if Hashem, no, the word like this. If Hashem would have said, I'll, I'll pay you back. Like if you keep Shabbos, I'll pay you back for all your expenses. So then God can, hey, you didn't keep it so well. And call This guy, you know, you have to stick up for each other. Hashem says, I'm going to give it to you before you keep it. You're six. Shemitah didn't even come yet. So if you measure, you're if six. You measure produce now, you're going to see 300%? No, now it's only Dabonah. We don't have Dabonah, right, so. yeah. But all those years, Kleiso was living there. It worked. That's it. <laughs> every six, every year, six. It had 300%. And that was it. Know your volume? What's pshat? That first it says, you'll be satisfied. And then it says, and if you ask, I'll produce 300%. The Sephora and other Mepharshim will say that there were different types of yidin. Some yidin didn't even think about the food. And for them, it was achal kemo misbarak b'meyav. Their land didn't produce any extra. They had straight betachin. They didn't have any questions. And all those that had a little bit doubt, then they would talk at 300%. 
And that's our hogger that Hashem has with everyone. Everyone according to his level. You have less betachin, you'll have to, you'll have to see things for yourself and put an effort in more ishtadlis. You have more betachin, you'll be required less ishtadlis. You know, but that's what it is. If you ask, what are you going to eat? Shem's going to produce 300%. And that's what you always had. You always had the Hamoinam, Roiv of Klai Yisrael, and you had the Miat, the Bali Madrega. The Bali Madrega, I don't even know if they went down to the field to check whatever the wife came home with. You know, that was it. That was the Bali Madrega. But the Hamoinam, Roiv of Klai Yisrael, they weren't on that. Look at how do we know that was the Roiv? Because it says, And and that's Vahavdash Shamlekacha Balashin Yachin. This is the first passage of Kriyashmas for the Yechidah. Vahoyu Advarim Eilashonikim Mitzavah Eschemayoy, which is the Rabbim of Klaisrol, right? It says, Harbe Osu Kripshimim Vlayasu Biyad, Osu Biyadim. Many people said we're going to learn Torah and not think about Banasa, and it didn't work. That's why the second passage of Kriyashmas doesn't say, Bukhom Me'oy Decha. You could have Rabbi Mikhaisel being moist and nephew of Kiddush But you don't have Rabbi Mikhaisel dropping the panosim to sit and learn in Kohel. So it doesn't say Bechom Leidechem. But you have Yechidim. You have Yechidim. Those are always the Yechidim. Okay, so that's Shemitah. Let's go weiter. We then go into Perik Chafei Pasek Lamed Gimel. Perik Chafei Pasek Lamed Gimel. It's an interesting thing. It speaks about the Levian. Pasek says, Asher Yigal Min Levian. If a field, if a city, a house is redeemed from the Levian, it goes back to the Levim. What does it mean it was redeemed from the Levim? You have a city, you have a city, you have the 48 cities, the Ari Mikla, they belong to the Levim. If it's redeemed from the Levim, it goes back to the Levim. It says Rashi, over here the word redeemed means sold. If a Yisrael buys something from a Levi, it goes back to the Levi by Yoival. And the Ari Levim have dinim similar to Batei Chatzir. A lady could redeem it within the first year. A lady could redeem it after two years. A lady could redeem it throughout the years. And even if he doesn't redeem it, it goes back to Bayoivel. There's a very strong magnetism by the Ari Levim and by Batei Ari Chatzir. Houses in open cities. Okay, very strong magnetism. But the bottom line is, buying something from a lady is called Geula. Why is it called Gula? So Sitzek HaChamim brings down a very interesting chat. You know why? Because like you said, Levim don't have anything. The Levim don't really own it. Really, the Ari Levim belong to us. But Hashem says the Levim should live there and give it to the Levim. So when a Yid buys it from the Levi, it's really going back to the source. It's really being redeemed back to the true owner, which is the Yisrael. So that's why a yid buying it from a levy is called redemption, which is a myriadiga thing. We see from here, like it says, a levy doesn't have anything, but in the end he ends up getting everything. Not only does he get it, it's his city, but he has the biggest coolers. He has the strongest pull to get things back. He could redeem it back within the first year. He could redeem it back after two years. He could redeem it back anytime. And even if he doesn't redeem it back, he gets it back for free by Yoifu. That's Chelek Hashem Nachalosoi. Like it says, if you dedicate yourself to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to take care of you. Later, we have Perik Chafhei, Pasuk Lamed Hey, the mitzvah of the Hechzakta by Vichiyamukachichomatayadiyimach. Your brother is is struggling, and he stretches out his hand to you for a loan. The Hechzakta boy, encourage him. This is the mitzvah. Even before he's totally poor, you should strengthen him, support him. Rashi says, support him before he totally falls because it takes five times the power to lift someone up. 
than to give someone support in the first place. Something to think about. Chizik, before a guy is broken, goes so much further than after the guy breaks and you have to lift him up. So if we could invest that, what do you have to wait for? You have to wait for a guy who has a tzara. You have to wait for a guy who has a problem. You have to wait for... <laughs> encourage people in the first place. A chavashav, a simcha, you know, a maktim shalom, a chaladam, a saver, whatever it is. Giving people chizik in the first place goes so much more. Uh, I don't know what, the, what they say. Uh, what's it called of prevention? Uh, ounce of prevention? I don't, I, don't know if, sure. I don't know if the same measure of the five to one ratio. Rashi says, what one person can do for a person before he falls, you'll need five people to do after he falls. Chaparain, before people fall, give them chizik, give them strength, give them encouragement. Okay. He says it was the chizik for the lakol, for all the nefilim, for all the nebuchs. I heard from Wolfson, he says, there's a whole system of which days of Yom Tif match other days of Yom Tif. There's an atbash with Pesach. Whatever day, the first day of Pesach falls out is... T- is, t- is tough, is Tisha B'av. Second day of Beisach, Bash, is Beis Shin, is Shavuos. The third day, there's a whole lot, Bash. Whatever day is Purim, Purim, Peleg. Purim is Peleg. Lagmo Imer is day of Purim. And the Farshim say, because Batsim Purim, we were also, we were in Golos, we were down, we were low, we were assimilating. In the first Golos we went into, we weren't, we weren't on a high Madrega. We did Shuva, we fasted, we did Shuva, we died, we weren't on a high Madrega. Purim and Lagmo Imer. Both Mikim and Miafadal, Shabishif Lenu, Zachalanu, Kilo Elam Chazdoi. Okay, but anyway, at Sam, we, sh- we shouldn't wait for a person to fall. We should be Mechazik and before. Let's stop around. We have uh, two more minutes. Neshach Vatarbis. So you give him a loan as Paschal, Lysitin, Lebeneshach, Ubemarbis, Lysitin, Lechlecha. Ribis, right? Two languages for lib- ribis. One is going on money, one's going on food. What's the different Lashainos? So the Ramban says, Neshach is a bite. Like the bite of a snake. And that refers to when you lend with money. Very often, you know, ribbons with money is incremental. It builds over time. And that's why it's called like the bite of a snake. You don't feel it at first. Yeah, it's just 1%, just 2%, whatever it is. It's a small amount, but it spreads and grows till mamish. It kills a person. That's why it's called meshach, a bite. Marbis is spoken about with food. And that is the ribbons, but they're with food. If I lend you and you pay me back, the food's worth more. Or you give me back more food, it's usually just conclusive a certain amount, and that's it. So it's more, but it's not like a bite that spreads. That's neshech v'tarbis. Okay, what's the Indian? Why taka is ribbis such a terrible thing? Many of them say it's a training for us to do chesed. You, you Google free loan. <laughs> I remember when I first was looking for a loan to buy this house. And the, the internet then was very, very new. We had a big fat computer over there. And I went AOL, you got mail. And, and I, I Googled free loan. Nothing came up. Didn't exist. Maybe now it does. Didn't exist. Remember, zero, zero, zero. Nothing. Negative interest rates. I don't know what that means. You, you get less money back than you want. Oh, okay. Hebrew free loan. Yeah, Hebrew, right. Oh. Jewish things, that's it. Only Yidin. Chesed, 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 chesed of Klai That's one pshat. But the Kliyakas has an interesting pshat. He says the Indian over here is not chesed. The Indian over here is betakin. He says when you lend a guy with ribis, you're investing. It's business. It's regular shtadlus. Just like any other business investment that you make. But when you lend a guy without ribis, you're playing with chances. You're risking. You might not get your money. So if you do ribis, it's a chance, like any other business deal. You might lose, but if you have enough to gain, it's worth it. So when you lend with ribbits, you might not get back your money, 
but the tzad of getting the ribbons hopefully outweighs it. So that's regular hishtadlus. But when you lend without getting anything back, it's kol kulag You know there's a chance of losing and there's nothing to gain. So you're relying on Kosh Baruch in the midst of that you're doing for the end. That's the Kliyakr's take on ribbons. Okay, one last thing we'll just say because we've got to go for Nairif. The Chiyamu Chachicha, this Pasuk Lametes, Yimach V'nim Kalach, Ayid, he's so poor that he has to sell himself to you. And the Pasuk goes on, he even sells himself to a guy. The Oya Chaim says a murdering thing, he says, Api Kabbalah, Jewish, whatever it is, this Pasuk is talking, it's a Shvera Sugya, because it's speaking about a Yid who sold to a guy. And then there's the Halachas of how to treat the Yid and his redemption. I mean, if he's being sold to a guy, who's listening to you? So the Gemara says, and Rashi says, we're talking about a tekufa, and Klai is in charge of the Goyim, and the guy's going to listen to what we tell him. We want to buy him back. I don't want to let him buy him back. But our Torah says you have to sell him back. <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about that type of tekufa. But the Pasuk is talking about a Yid being sold to a Goyim, it's giving the guy instructions. It says the Arachayim is talking to the Samach Mem, he's talking to the Satan, and he's talking about the Yid going into Golis, and we're enslaved to the Goyim in Golis. And we refer to Esau of Edom as Achicha. Koyamar Achicha Yisrael. Says the Ebesh to the Satan. When Klai Yisrael is mach. Min ha-mitzvah. We don't have schusim. V'nim galach. And we're sold to you, Esau. Klai Yisrael is being sold to you. Le'savid by Avedesavid. Don't treat him like a slave. Like they did in Mitzrayim. Yeah, they'll have to pay taxes. They're in Golos. But be nice. They're subject. They're your citizens. They have to listen to your laws. But don't treat them like slaves. Treat them like hired workers. They have to pay taxes. They have to do things for you. But treat them like mention. And until tack of the end, like we said before, Yoival is when everything comes back, the Gula. Just let them work until the proper time for them to have the Gula. The Yatamimach, then he's going to leave. Who Him and his sons. What's him and his sons? So in Halakha, it refers to the fact that we have to support every family as well. So when he leaves, we don't have to support him anyway. Says the Ma'arachayim Mo'yadik. He says, why are the Yidin sent to Golas? Why are we sent to all these places? Because there's a lot of Banim that we have to chap. Whether it's Geirim, Nitzaitzitz of Kedusha, Fry Yidin that don't even know they're Jewish. There's Nitzaitzitz of Kedusha. That's our Banim. Those are produce. Those are our, our, our offspring that we're supposed to be coming back and bringing back with us. Mitzvah and the Geula, Kreiva comes. There's plenty more to say, but I'll just stop here. Thank you for joining.